My name is Matt Brown. Uh, the explanation was 70 reported. And let's start the show. That's Williams in motion. Low snap. Melrose stopped. Michigan makes a stand and comes up with a milestone playoff victory. What's happening, everybody? The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is our first show of 2024. It is January 3rd, 2024. First show of the new year. We're about to have a lot of fun and make some big strides and plant the seed to have a great year this year. And this is episode 301, and we are about to roll with it. So before we get into the fun and discuss week 17 in the NFL, I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show across all social media platforms. We're on Instagram, at Productive Conversations Podcast. Exit Twitter, at ProdConvoPod. We're on TikTok, at Productive Conversations. And Facebook, at Productive Conversations. Oh, what do you know? We have officially gone through the holiday season. The ball has dropped. 2024 started, and I certainly hope it has started off on a strong note for you. I'm blessed enough to say that it did for me. You know, my birthday was low-key. I worked for the first time on my birthday, but I was able to um, celebrate in the best way possible later that evening. Then, you know, the first couple of days of January, just still grinding, getting back in some kind of groove. And now that we have a little more time on our hands, that we don't have the holiday season craze going through us, we're all just restarting. I'm just excited to report to you that we are still going here and we're going strong here on the Productive Conversations podcast. So yes, January 2024 we're here we're blessed to be here we are starting year four of this podcast and we definitely have some goals in the back of our heads that we are trying to accomplish and i promise you by this time next year when we are at the end of 2024 and getting into 2025 we will be leveling up one way or the other doing our best to get sponsorship for the first time doubling our audience adding more content next to our regular posts to our social media platforms, introduce some new personalities and a lot of other good things beyond that. So 2024 will be a very good year as long as we stick to the plan, get ready to overcome obstacles and enjoy whatever is about to come at us. And we enjoy the moment we grow this brand and we make a name for ourselves. So why don't we continue that journey? Let us go back on the horse and let us roll to some big things in 2024. So let us start the first show of 2024, episode 301, and discuss week 17 of the NFL season. And I'll briefly hit on the college football playoff. Why don't we start first with week 17 of the NFL season? Mostly all the games took place on Thursday night. Thursday, uh, this past Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday, we ended off our year with some pretty insane NFL games, fantasy championships for many, and 
you know, things are actually going to be different than I plan on discussing because the games were just so crazy. But we are down to the wire. We're here to discuss the final week of the regular season in the NFL. Next week, we start our playoff coverage. And I'm very excited to notice that this upcoming week, the final week of the season, there are still divisions that have to be decided. There are still wild card spots that have to be filled. And... This is going to be a very crucial week 18 with only two teams that have clinched first place in their respective divisions. The 49ers in the NFC and the Baltimore Ravens in the AFC. Those two teams can take it easy. They can rest players in week 18. As for everybody else, they're either competing for a division title to win and get some kind of home field advantage, at least in the wild card round. And then we have some teams trying to just clinch a playoff berth. There are three available spots in the AFC, two available spots in the NFC, with teams on the bubble who are just trying to sneak in, which include the Houston Texans and Pittsburgh Steelers. Then we have three teams in the hunt in the A. This is the AFC, by the way. The Jaguars, Bills, and Colts are in at this moment. And then we have the Browns, Chiefs, Dolphins, and Ravens who have guaranteed playoff berths. As for the NFC, the 49ers, Cowboys, Lions, Eagles, and Rams will be playing in the postseason with two available spots to be clinched with the Buccaneers still in the hunt. And we have the Green Bay Packers in the hunt as well. So that'll set up the storylines going into week 18. We will see what teams will play spoilers. We'll make our predictions. What teams might screw up their opportunity and what teams will make the most of it. And we'll have a lot of fun doing that in the next hour. And as I have your attention before we get into our in-depth NFL discussion, I just want to talk about the college football playoff and how both of those games were insane matchups. We first had the Rose Bowl with Alabama and Michigan going down to the wire. Final play of the game, Jalen Milrow tried to run it in in overtime to tie it. The Michigan pass rush stopped him, and Michigan wins their first ever college football playoff game and are back. Back in the national championship game. What a story that was. Back and forth in the end. New Year's Day. We're enjoying it. And we got an excellent matchup. And it was a lot of fun. Checked it out in New Jersey. And how about the Michigan Wolverines despite their season full of controversy are in the national championship. And they will be playing that game on in Houston on Monday night. And then we had the Washington Huskies take on the Texas Longhorns in the Sugar Bowl. And it was Michael Penix Jr. proving why he should have been the Heisman Trophy winner with his stellar game and leading the Washington Huskies to a victory over the Texas Longhorns. And they are going to the national championship on Monday. Another game that went to the very final play of the game, and it was the Huskies defense that took care of business right in the end of regulation. And we have the college football national championship that I believe if you are a true college football fan, this is what you are waiting for. You are getting the two very best teams in the nation. Coming out of the Big Ten is Michigan, and they are going to take on the Pac-12 champion Washington Huskies. And what will be one final hoorah for that conference, ironically playing a conference that 
in the Pac-12 playing a conference that took two of their biggest names and started this insane realignment and ultimately can be the ones responsible for starting the spark that ended the Pac-12. Well, it's only poetic justice and it's fitting that we're getting these two powerhouse programs to play each other on the 8th of January, 7.30 p.m., two undefeated teams going against each other. Your spread at this moment in Houston, we have the Michigan Wolverines opening at minus four and a half with an over under at 55 and a half. I expect that over to be hit. I think you will see a lot of offense in this game. I don't think we'll get the matchup we got last year with Georgia just beating down TCU. What was it, 66-3 or something? I think this will be a game that goes down to the wire that will end at midnight. And ultimately, I see the Washington Huskies pulling off the upset. Give me that plus four and a half. I think Michael Penix Jr. proved that he is not afraid of the big spotlight. He could stay accurate amongst those big-time receivers in there. He will be able to get protection. And though Michigan has a very tough defense to go up against, I do think that the undefeated Huskies will be able to defeat them once and for all. And you'll see a national champion, Washington Huskies, and ironically the Pac-12's final season as a big Power Power 5 conference. Watch for the Washington Huskies to be your national champion. So that's going to be my preview here for your national championship. So now why don't we switch from college to the pros. Let's talk about week seven. Sorry. Yes. Week 17 of the National Football League. Make our picks for week 18 and then say goodbye to the regular season in the NFL. So let us get to it. And here we go. This is a very productive conversation. Look how far we've come, everybody. This is the first episode of 2024. This is the week 16, sorry, the week 17 reaction in the NFL. This is our final regular season show for the 2023 NFL season. And we ended off right with the great Hayden. Now they're joining us. What's up, Hayden? Not much. All right. Great to see you, too. So we are about to discuss week 17, look ahead to week 18. And the next time you'll see us talking football, we will be previewing the postseason and getting ready for a wild card round. So with that, with that, let us put this all into perspective now and talk about week 17 in the National Football League. First things first, the Baltimore Ravens really established themselves as the very best team in the AFC. They get a huge victory over the Miami Dolphins, who are the number two seed at home. And they only showed up, they only showed up with the winning score of 56 to 19. Uh, the big thing here, Lamar Jackson, truly the number one supporter all season long. And if he is about to be crowned your MVP of the league, Hayden Nadler, you should be given all the roses and flowers for that. How about how much he has been really putting this team on his back in the last few weeks and proving why he should win the MVP? I mean, he's been incredible, Lamar Jackson. Um, he five touchdowns this w- last week. This week, um, over 300 yards versus a Miami team that's very, a little bit fraudulent, but still. I mean, what he's done this season. Baltimore's 13 and three. Um, they have one of the best rushing tacks in the league, obviously. 
Um, he's thrown for almost 3,500 yards, rushed for another uh, close to 800. Um, he's been tremendous. He's he's the type of guy you want to you want to start a franchise with in terms of his mobility um, and just the ability. The the idea that people say he's not a great passer is ridiculous. It's 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 crazy to me. It's asinine. The they don't act, know they don't know football. It's absolutely absurd. They're not watching it. Um, he's he's unbelievable as a passer. Um, I mean, I I've never seen a guy that can run it and throw it the, the way he can. Ne- never never before. Cam Newton, Cam Newton maybe. But um, I would say Lamar Jackson's almost as good of a passer, if not better, than, than Cam Newton. That's that's a that's a uh, a crazy take. But the guy has four thousand four hundred yards total this season. 3,678 yards, one hundred and two passer rating, um, eight hundred and twenty one yards rushing. I mean, the guy is the complete package at the quarterback position, um, and they're they've been the best team all year. Um, if he wins two MVPs and he can get some playoff wins, I mean, this guy's a Hall of Fame quarterback. I, I would. Two MVPs, you can't put it in. The, you can't not put a guy who's won two MVPs in the Hall of Fame. He's gonna have a really like interesting case, in, in my opinion. He's he's got to win a playoff game this year. Um, they got to probably get to the conference title game, if not the Super Bowl. But that being said, this is the man who I, I would personally want to start a franchise with as as a quarterback. If if I'm not taking Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson's probably the guy. What made you What made you feel like he was that special X factor? What made you feel like? He's the one who, despite, you know, the obvious accolades, but as you mentioned, he had so much criticism for a long time up until signing this contract in the offseason. What made you feel that he was the one who finally deserves his flowers? I mean, Lamar Jackson just makes the team around him better. I mean, the guy's 58 and 19 as a starter. All the guy does is win. Um, mm-hmm. He's mobile. He's impossible to get down. Um, he can make plays out of the pocket. He can scramble. Um, other quarterbacks in the league can scramble too, but no, no one like Lamar. Um, Jalen Hurts can't run like Lamar. Jalen Hurts is slow as, I mean, Jalen Hurts is, is good at, for the tush push because he has, he leads the league in rushing touchdowns, I believe. But I mean, he he has, doesn't have the speed that Lamar Jackson has. No quarterback in the league does, right now. Um, Zay Flowers, OBJ, um, Justice Hill, Gus Edwards, all all he does is make the players around him better. And they don't have and look at um, Little as well after losing they Andrews. Don't, they don't have players like um, Isaiah Likely too. He makes all the guys around him better. Um. They don't necessarily have the the star power like like personally like San Francisco has an offense. They don't have a George Kittle. They don't have a McCaffrey. Um, they don't have a uh, Debo Samuel. Um, they don't have guys like that. But that being said, their offense functions and produces at a level that none other, no one else in the league really does. Because you have Lamar Jackson as the X factor. That's the difference between them and San Francisco. Lamar Jackson is their quarterback, and Brock Purdy is theirs. Like that, and and they and they, they smoked San Francisco in the year. Um, I mean, this is the year they probably should make the Super Bowl. Um, that being said, there's a lot of parity in the league, so who knows? But two MVPs, the guy's got to let – if he plays well and wins some more playoff games, he should be a Hall of Fame quarterback with two MVPs. Like, I think I, you make all a strong the guy point. He's 58-19 as a starter. Like, you know, <laughs> he's he's really, really good. I mean, and I, I think personally he's better than Cam Newton when his prime was. Um, I, I've never seen a quarterback like this who could, who's as accurate and – who could run like Lamar like Lamar Jackson? I mean, can maybe, but he is not as fast as Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is one of the fastest quarterbacks I've seen in Pats. If he could get to the AFC Championship for the first time in his career, that would truly be a huge level up for him. And who knows? This team definitely is good enough to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. It's just with the NFL, there's there's a lot of yeah, teams, you never know. a lot of parity, so it really depends who they play. 
I get it. Completely get it, man. But excellent takes all season long representing Lamar, and it seems to be paying off in the long run. So we do have to discuss the Miami Dolphins, who were the second seed coming into this game, who are still the second seed right now, but losing another important factor on their defense now with Bradley Chubb out for the rest of the season. I think Miami, though they've been a lot of fun to watch on offense, uh, defense has been close to a nightmare in terms of all the injuries they have been facing. And having said that, and also struggling against teams that are above 500, it seems even if they can secure this second seed with a huge game against the Buffalo Bills um, this Sunday afternoon, I think Miami, they will get in the playoffs, but they don't seem to be making a deep run with all the um, obstacles in front of them, especially with the injuries. I mean, the thing about Miami is Miami's pretty fast. They have speed throughout all sides of the ball. Um, Tyree Kill, Water, Waddle, um, Mostert, um, HN. Like, they have a lot of guys who are really, really fast. What I don't really think Miami has that Baltimore and some of the other playoff teams do is a really, like, a good, strong, tough running game, really, really tough. Like, they don't have, in my opinion, you know those guys who are, like, dogs. Mm-hmm. You got some dogs, like, really tough guys or whatever. I, I don't feel they have that type of guy. Uh I love their head coach. I like McDaniel, but I don't necessarily feel like he's that type of coach where in games in December and, and games in January when they have to really run the ball, it's going to be physical. Um, they're going to have to play defense. I don't necessarily know that's Miami style of play. And if they don't get the division, personally, they're going to be playing on the road. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily think Miami on the road is, is a team that's really that dangerous. I think they, they really need to be at home in, in warm weather. Oh, yeah. Um Versus a team playing in the weather and the elements, like like a Baltimore, um, a Kansas City, or or Buffalo, I think they're a little bit more acclimated. Um, and and I, I actually even think a team like Houston is gonna, would give them problems too, because Houston has can run the ball and CJ Stroud can really throw it deep. Um, it's it's gonna be tough for me. I I think they'll maybe win a playoff game. I don't see them really getting past the divisional round this year. I just don't think they're quite there yet. Um, but yeah, that being three- said, credit. Credit to McDaniel for um, revolutionizing Tua and the quick passing game and the West Coast. They run kind of a West Coast offense a little bit with Tua, um, but credit to McDaniel, who's who's right revitalized Tua's career. And he has he's going to be a he's going to have a good career. Tua Tagovailoa. He's 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 been very good this year. Um, like I said, I, they they could win a playoff game. I mean, you know, it, let's say they get the the five seed per se, um, and you go play like Jacksonville in the first round. Like they, they could be Jacksonville one hundred percent whoever the wins the AFC South. Like, so I, I think that's a game they'll probably win. Like I said, where I think they're going to have trouble is when they play in the divisional round, when they have to play a team like, you know, um, when they have to play other teams that are just a little bit tougher and more physical. Yeah, I, th- I think so too. They're, they're 4-4 on the road, and they are – as Thomas says, it could be with that home field advantage. Even the one loss they've had on the road this year, you can blame that. Actually, I think Cleveland's locked into the, Cleveland's locked into the five, so they would probably Miami would probably get the six if they lost to to Buffalo and Miami Buffalo would get yeah, the two. Exactly, Buffalo just has to win outright. Um, Buffalo has to win, or they could miss the playoffs entirely. So it's yeah, situation. it's going to be very hard for them. They need a lot of things. Like right now, they have a ninety-four percent playoff probability. Obviously, anything's possible in the NFL, but I expect to see Buffalo in that game in the playoffs this year. And uh, when we go with our predictions, I I'm mean, sure the we'll problem with Buffalo is them. that is that this year they've kind of come up small in big games. So I mean, we'll see. 
Like they haven't Buffalo hasn't been clutch this year, so it's gonna they're gonna have to exercise some demons. So so with that though, discussing to stay on the Buffalo the Buffalo discussion, where they played the Patriots at home, they won twenty seven to twenty they won twenty seven twenty one. It was a competitive game and maybe a little too competitive, if you will. But um Bills almost lost to Bailey Zapley, who was competent in there, but um ultimately the Bills do get the win. They get the momentum going into this big game against Miami this upcoming week. And you know, adding to that and you were feeling like, um, you know, the Bills, good chance, the good chance that they'll probably get in there. You know, of course, strange things happen if they wind up losing this game against Miami. But do you think, you know, you mentioned how the, the you think the Ravens can make a push? You talked about how the Dolphins can, their ceiling is probably the divisional round. With this Bills team right now, who's had another roller coaster season. <laughs> Do you see them, as long as they win and get into the playoffs, do you see them making any kind of a run? Um, yeah, I mean, if I had to take a, if I had to take a, I would say arguably the Bills are the, the, the toughest team to the Ravens, in my opinion. That mm-hmm. would be the team that I think is going to be, I, I, that would be probably the, the Ravens and, Balt, and uh, Buffalo would be my AFC title game. Right the now. Ravens and Buffalo. Yeah, okay. Those are, I think, are the two best teams in the, uh, the AFC right now. Yeah, Bills with the finally the big difference between all these Bills teams and the Josh Allen I mean, the era problem, is they finally have a running game with James the rise of James Cook. The problem with Buffalo is that like I mean they shouldn't even have to be in this situation to make the playoffs. Like you lost games to the Patriots, the Broncos, and the Jets. Like you know if you, you win those three mm-hmm. games, you, you can't lose those three games. So it's like at least that was the first be, half of this season. They, they shouldn't even have better. to be in that position, in my opinion. Fair enough, but at least they've played better since then. But um, we'll see. I, I'm sure if you're a Bills fan, though, a franchise with a lot of bad juju, with plenty of disappointing losses, um, I'm curious to know if they're very confident going into this game. But the big thing is they have to confirm they're in. They are in at this moment. Um, but, uh, you know. Maybe the deeper discussion here is when we see who they play in the playoffs next week. So we'll ultimately see. Should be a fun game, though. I mean, that's Buffalo, if they Miami. beat Miami. They have to, to beat Miami, yeah. which is yeah, to it, secure it, that division. Is in a, a easy game. <laughs> Not at all. And I think we they have it a that. little bit. I I want to say they're playing Buffalo. I want to say they're playing in Buffalo. I want to say that. Oh, they're playing in Miami. Oh, Miami. Oh, so on the road it's going to be it's going to be a tough game in Miami. To be honest with you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And we could get into that when we talk about our picks with that matchup. But for the last time, Hayden, on this season, barring anything crazy comes up with your franchise in the next four weeks. The Jets lost on Thursday night to the Cleveland Browns in an example of poetic justice where Joe Flacco sends the Browns to the playoffs and the Jets get embarrassed once again by somebody who played quarterback for them last year and somebody who was available after the Aaron Rodgers injury. Um, what a story for both franchises here. The Browns make the playoffs. Kevin Stefanski should be considered as a coach of the year. He had four different starting quarterbacks and they're able to get in the postseason with that. And with Joe Flacco, you know, the picture with him on just a regular commercial flight going into the coach and now rejuvenizing his career, if you will. Um, 
How do you feel about seeing Joe Flacco of all people make this game? Now I know that just didn't need this game per se. It does help your draft stock, but I mean, I mean isn't it is, funny that it was him just, specifically? This, this, to get is this is just Joe. The first quarterback in 33 games to go over 300 yards it, it was Joe Flacco, which is ironic, but it's funny. <laughs> he threw three, three touchdowns, one interception. Um, just some notes of the game. Brees Hall at 84 yards. Garrett, I mean, Garrett Wilson had 1,000 yards receiving for the season with four different quarterbacks, which is unbelievable in back-to-back years. He's, he's had 1,000 yards receiving on a on the 32nd-ranked offense, but it's just there's no one else who can make plays besides Garrett and, and Brees Hall. It's, it's, it's quite frankly... It's a mesmer. It's embarrassing. I have to deal with this crap every year. Um, <laughs> Dalvin Cook got just got released today, so that's another joke. And I'm so excuse my language. I'm so effing tired of of Aaron Rodgers. This guy is nothing but a distraction. Um, all he does is talk. He's 40 years old. Um, he referred to the Packers today as us. You know, gr- grateful that we mortgaged half the franchise for for a guy that refers to us as, as another fr- team, Green Bay. Th- thanks for that. You know, I really appreciate that. So, you know, the Jets mortgaged half their, their franchise to get this guy who brought in all his clueless friends who were awful. Oh, my God. This coordinator is awful. The people, the uh, the freaking uh, people he brought in, Billy Turner, horrendous, Lazard, horrendous, Cobb, horrendous. They're, they're all absolutely horrendous, and I'm just I'm so tired of him. Um, I, like I said all, all along, I'm going to stick to this. I believe they should draft the quarterback next year early. Um, you know, the guy is 41 years old. Is, is he going to be the same quarterback as he was back then when he tore his, but when he won his two MVPs, I mean, last year, we just saw before he got hurt, he lost to Detroit in the winning in game. So, you know, at eight and nine. So this is just an embarrassment. Uh, I mean, they can never cover the tight end. It's been that way for 20 years. Like they, they just can't, they, they can't cover the tight end. Joku had 134 yards receiving two TDs, uh, six catches. He had a hundred yards in like the first half, literally like in the first half, it was you know, and, and the fact that I have to see this garbage again with Salah and Douglas another year is just an absolute. It's it's an embarrassment to, to the organization, to the fans. They got a vote of confidence for what? For what? You almost blew a twenty point lead to the Commanders. I will never root for my Jets to lose, and I want them to beat New England, one hundred percent. I will. I will be on record saying I root for my Jet my team to win every week. I, I I'm not a tanky fan, but let's just say. They lost by 40 to New England, and Woody Johnson just got pissed and reneged his offer for them to stay and fuck cleaned house. I, I would be ecstatic. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I'm sorry. Like, I will not root for them to lose, but if they're going to lose, I hope they lose by 40 points so we can get rid of get this regime because I can't take it anymore. I mean, the, I'm, I'm, I'm not hopeful for anything in 2024 with this regime. I, I, I am done. Five and a half years of absolute crap, and this is what I have to look forward to next year. You know, it's just it's it's embarrassing, but that's that's man. I don't really have much to add. I'm just sorry, Hayden. I'm sorry. It's it's, it's a joke. (laughs) That's all I can say. The the guy, the guy, freaking Makai Becton is known as a big ticket. The only big ticket he has is to the Chinese buffet by the stadium. Guy's 450 pounds, can't block anyone. Oh man. Well, I mean, that's that's really it. This, can I ask you? Do you think this is like? Well, you know, Jets have been around since the early '60s. Is this truly the worst season, or no, no, I say in terms of, is, this, but in terms is, of where things should have gone and where they wound up? Um, this isn't the worst season ever. Absolutely not. And, and the most disappointing. Yeah, that's a better word. Up for there, it. yeah. Sem- semantics. This, this year was this year was the worst. Absolutely, because at least with Testaverde in in '99 when he got hurt, you had a team that fought hard. They finished 500. 
Um, this yeah. team just gave up after Rodgers got hurt at four play. It was just this is probably the most disappointing season I can ever remember. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's probably the the because this year was the, the hope that they were going to end their their playoff drought and get to a, a Super Bowl. Um, yeah, this is the most disappointing. Disappointing for sure. And but then, not not the worst. I've seen worse team, Jet teams. Yeah, than this. they have a right. guy. You know, they have a guy who has leading the the league in receiving out of the running position and Brees Hall. I'm um, Garrett Wilson has a thousand yards. So this, this isn't. This is the worst Jet team ever. It's what are they six and ten? Yeah, five I, and I, eleven right now. They're, they're they're six and ten. They have six wins. They have six wins. Yeah, they have six wins. Yeah, this isn't this isn't the worst team I've ever seen. It's, Excuse me. Yes, you're right. Six and ten. It's it's not. It's it's the most disappointing, but it's not the worst. Believe it or not, I've actually seen worse teams than this. Yeah, the one win team under Adam Gase, for example, yeah, a two win team in, in 2020. That that was the worst team I ever saw, probably. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, now he's picking fights with Jimmy Kimmel for no reason, really. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not even getting started. I have no time for this nonsense. I don't. Fair enough, Hayden. Well, I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about in the offseason. But at least there's no point to review uh, you know, eight cre- credit, games. So. Credit, to, credit to you know the Browns for being the anti-Jets. They have all these injuries. Nick Chubb, half their offensive line is injured. Um, Joe Flacco at quarterback. They've started four quarterbacks and they won eleven games. So credit to them for being the anti-Jets. They're they're pretty much proof of what the Jets could have been if they had competent management and a competent coach. But and it's and it's even funnier because they picked up a quarterback your team could have picked up in Joe. Flacco. I mean, he looks he looks great, but I mean, with the Jets' offensive line, he would have got killed. Like the, the, their offensive line, guess, yeah. as as injured as their offensive line is, their offensive line actually protected Flacco, and he's got a quick release. So mm-hmm. Trevor Simeon and Zach Wilson hold on to the ball for an hour. So, are you happy for Joe Flacco? Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, Joe Flacco has always been a, a very underrated quarterback, and you know, we'll mm-hmm. see. I I don't really have much comment on Joe Flacco because, like, I I feel like it's going to end in the playoffs. Like, you can't win with the way they've been playing. It's a nice story, but they don't necessarily have the run game to really compete with, in my opinion, the AFC elites. And they and Joe Flacco is eventually going to become Joe Flacco. So I mean, we'll see. They they could win a playoff game, maybe, but like I I think them and and, Cle- and Miami are kind of around the same boat. Maybe won a playoff game, won't do anything more. All right, Hayden, the blown call heard around the world with the Cowboys and Lions game, where the Lions were truly screwed out of a big, crucial victory, where we could say we could say the story. Offensive lineman Taylor Deckard goes out for a pass. He makes the catch. In the red zone to confirm the two-point conversion. They say they take it back. He said he was an ineligible receiver. There's plenty of video evidence of him being of him acknowledging to the ref something, which we assume is him telling him that he will be the op- the available receiver. Sorry, he will be the eligible receiver. And um what happens that you know play gets called back, they get a second chance. Um, that to uh, convert the two-point conversion. And they actually go for it again instead of going for the tie. And then that gets called back, and then they try it a third time, and um, they're not able to convert the two-point conversion. Dallas wins. And um, at this moment, this very moment, they are ahead of the Eagles in the standings. Um, The division hasn't been clinched yet, but they are in the hot seat. They control their destiny for the home field advantage and and divisional win. But 
Hayden, I need your opinion on this blown call from the referees. Well, we mean, know Brad Allen by name now and his crew. I really honestly don't want to talk about the refs because, like, I, listen, it was a bad call. I agree. Like, I'm, I'm, there's just certain things you can't really control in sports, but the refs is one of them. Um, but, like, I mean, if, if you're Dan Campbell, like, they, they were set up to go for the two-point conversion from the seven-yard line. Like, mm-hmm. I thought that was – like, I understand the guy's got some cojones and, you know, like, he, he thinks he thinks he's Randy Marsh from South Park, you know. But, but you know, he <laughs> like for me personally, I don't necessarily think that was the right call to go for two. And like even with the rest, like he still had two other opportunities to 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 get the two point conversion. They, they showed the replay. If Jared Goff would have hit that guy on stride, they probably would have scored the, the two point conversion. So like there were missed opportunities. Like they had a guy Dak Prescott on that touchdown to CD Lamb where he was just untouched going into the. Going into Dak and it should have had a safety if you, if you if you made a tackle if you didn't whiff on a tackle that led to the 93 yard touchdown to CD. So there was missed opportunities from the Lions. Like overall, I thought it was a really good game actually um, between those two teams. 2019 game, nothing really more you could ask for. Right. Um, but that was not a coaching clinic at the end of the game between Mike McCarthy's uh, play calling and not reducing the clock. What I don't know what the hell he was doing at the end of that game, and Dan Campbell, you know, who thinks he can go for it. <laughs> Listen, they, they were they were going for two if they were at like their own twenty. Like they they were going to win the game. It didn't matter where they where they were at. Which is, I could understand the logic of that. I mean, for me, I, I think I would have rather taken the chance at overtime. Um, but I mean. You know, uh, listen. I, when I have a coach in Rob Sala who, who's punting on fourth and eleven when they're down like seventeen with three, three minutes, <laughs> ago, where I've seen Todd Bowles do the same thing, it it is nice to have a coach like that. Like I could understand why the fans would like it, but like if I'm talking just like conservative play calling and and trying to to do its best, I think to maximize the team chances of winning the game, um, I think kicking that extra point would have been beneficial. But I mean, there's not really that much to add. I mean, from that game, Dak had 345 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Dak's been tremendous all year. Um, and I think these are two really good teams. They should see each other in the playoffs again. They're both really good. I think there's a good chance where you might see that in a divisional round. Yeah, no, I mean, both those teams are really good, and, and they're both dome teams. So I think it's it works out, it works out very nicely if they play th- each other. I think the Lions really proved towards the end of the season, especially after getting embarrassed by the Packers on Thanksgiving, that this particular team really is a force to be reckoned with. And they're playing, they're getting these games and playing competitive against these high ranked teams says a lot. Yeah. I mean, if, if they, if they, uh, if Dallas wins in the uh, in the wild card, I I believe that they'd be the two, right. And with Detroit, Detroit would be a three, right. Yeah, that's so what, what it has set up right now. Wouldn't, it, wouldn't it if they if they played if they won, wouldn't they play each other in the, in the uh, championship? Yeah, yeah in right. the divisional round. Yeah. So I mean, I, listen, I, I'd like to see that matchup again. I, I mean, like I said, is Detroit going to have that much of a mismatch playing in Dallas versus? I mean, versus versus Detroit? No, they're both dome stadiums. You know, it it works out very nicely. They both can run the football. Um, they have guys that could catch the ball out of the backfield. I mean, so I, I think they're both pretty evenly matched. Like, if I got that game in the divisional round, I'd be very happy with that. I think so, too. And, you know, talking about with divisions itself, right, with the Eagles, the Eagles blew a 15-point lead against the struggling Arizona Cardinals. How can you take the Eagles seriously starting 10-1, and and they're the first-ever 10-1 and team to at least have five losses on their belt? This was not pretty 
People have been pointing out the flaws of this team for the last few weeks now, and then losing to a team that is purposely trying to tank, if you will. There's plenty of examples of them trying to tank this year, but they still play hard for this coach. Um, Bad, ugly loss by Philly, don't you think? I mean, yeah, this has been just an ugly loss. I mean, what's even worse is that the locker room starting to get fractured with A.J. Brown. So, Yes, he has not been utilized at all. I don't think that the the Eagles are going to do this, but I did hear from Justina Anderson. They recently recently tweeted something that there's going to be a shock move in the NFC um, where someone's going to get – where someone there's a possibility to – there is a possibility – that someone from the NFC East that nobody expected is going to be gone. I I, I would be surprised if, if it was Nick Sirianni over really Brian Dable. I would be surprised over that. But like with the state of the locker room, I mean, like if they blow this this season, it, coming off a Super Bowl year it would be kind of a catastrophe. And like I said, going starting ten and one, very yeah, no, bad. It, it's been bad. Um, that being said, like listen, I love Jalen Hurts. I, I I actually thought he had a legitimate case for MVP last year. Played phenomenal in the Super Bowl. Like the guy has not played good, and uh, I know like people think he's mobile and like he's great from one or two yards, but he's slow as crap. I mean, can I say, can I say shit in here? Do you care? Yes, yeah. You can he's say whatever. Slow, he's slow as shit as a runner. As a runner, I mean, he's mobile, but he's slow as shit. I mean, he's not as he's not as fast as doesn't as, have uh, that arm strength either. No, no, he doesn't have that huge arm strength. He's he's not Lamar in terms of running the ball. Um, I don't think he's. I don't even think he's as fast as Mahomes. If I'm being honest, I think Trevor's faster too. Um, Dak is a little bit more mobile. Like I, he, he doesn't really come off as like an overly mobile quarterback, even though he has all these rushing touchdowns. Like he's he's slow. He doesn't have a ton of motor, which is like surprising. So and do like you- I, I mean, okay. listen, it, they, if they get the five, they're probably going to get the five seed if they lose, which is like so they play like Tampa or whoever wins the NFC South, which they they should be able to win that game. But I don't know about that actually. I exactly, mean, if they struggle against the Cardinals I mean, with Baker. With Baker's, ever, with Baker's having a pretty good year, whoever wins the NFC South, they're both those NFC South teams have good defenses, and they're going to be at home. So, I mean, I don't really know. Um, I would love to see a shakeup like that for Philly. That would be truly beautiful to watch. Um, I do think Brian Dable secured his job security. Um, no, Ron Rivera is. is I, uh, I am not so sure about that with that with that recent report. Um, I mean, we'll talk. Oh, we're talking about the the Giants, the Giants Rams, right? Yes, I, I was. I'm just about ready to transition to that, but right. um, just some final thoughts on this game in particular, with the Eagles' loss, right? Do you remember David Carr, Derek Carr's brother? Yeah, David Carr. Yeah, he started. He was a he was the expansion quarterback for the Houston Texans. Took a beating with Houston. Um, exactly. He suggested he suggested that they play Mariota. I remember that exactly earlier um, in this month and. Everybody thought that was an asinine comment, and well, maybe there's I mean, uh, something just to, to give it. up 35 points to to the Arizona Cardinals. And like, I, listen, I, I like Kyler Murray. I'm actually a fan. I think he he can make a ton of plays, uh, but they have nothing to play for. But but like I said, credit Jonathan Gannon in a year in which they're supposed to be tanking for keeping that team together. And you know, with with Kyler Murray, they've been winning some games. You got to give them a lot of credit. They've played. They have played hard for that coach and the GM. You got to be. At least as a Cardinal fan, at least happy with the culture that's being built. And seeing Michael Carter Blake you gotta, some you gotta be a little bit happy with that. And and you gotta be happy with the way that Kyler Murray has played and, and scrambled. Like Kyler Murray's faster than uh Jalen Hart five mile too. Like yeah. Kyler, Kyler Murray's more you could argue that the better quarterback was was was, was Kyler was Kyler Murray in that, in that field. 
You could legitimately I do respect Kyler this year, who made a lot of strides at coming back he's from been, injury. He's been, he's been better. I have to admit. Um, and, and your like boy said, Michael Carter, who was on the Jets, Michael Carter, uh, he was happy to go on a much worse team. And like, like when I was talking about mobile quarterbacks, I didn't even mention Joe Justin Fields, who has the most rushing yards ever in the history of the league for a, a quarterback last year. I didn't even mention him in that. So we'll talk a little bit more about Justin Fields, but I guess we'll, we'll get into the uh, the Rams Giants game. Exactly. So let's do that. The Rams won by a score of 26 to 25. Kieran Williams, who had a 1,000 plus yard rushing season in a year where he was injured for a good third of it. He scores three touchdowns on the ground. The Giants did make it a fun game with Terod Taylor making some clutch some clutch moves at the end, but ultimately the Rams held on to get the victory. And with Seattle losing, they actually clinch a playoff spot. How about that? This Rams team did not have much expectations whatsoever, and now they're in the playoffs. With um, Matthew Stafford giving all he has left in the tank, and he's been a I solid am. quarterback. With Cooper Cup and Puka Nukua. Give, give their GM team. a lot of love. Like we're yeah. with that, but absolutely, and give credit to Sean McVay, a, a quarterback, a coach that has been criticized for having uh, rosters that have been too stacked for him. Yet with this, with this team, he's able to get them in the postseason. So hated about this game in particular. First with the Rams, some gritty great stuff we see right here, huh? No, I mean, I'm. You, you draft two fifth rounders, Kyron Williams and Puka Nakua, who have been unbelievable. Um, credit, credit to their GM, credit to Sean McVay for keeping them inspired. Um, they've really after three and six, they looked bleak, and then they looked like they were tanking with Brett Rippon. Um, but to make the playoffs with that team is is nothing short of amazing. Um, Sean McVay should be should be in consideration for the coach of the year. I I have four candidates in mind who I think probably Shane Steichen from the Colts. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's from the the uh, Texans, McVeigh, probably Stefanski would be my top four candidates right now. Um, but I mean, just just credit to the Rams and like I, I I think this game is more about how the Giants just completely botched that game at the end between that bad throw from Tyrod Taylor and the two point conversion to Saquon, which they had an easy score if you hit him on stride. Yeah, um, and then just the time management at the end of the game was just horrendous, like absolutely sure. terrible. The fact that you you couldn't run another play besides that run and set up a 53 yarder with Mason Crosby who's kind of coming in a little cold was ridiculous. Um, I, I, I couldn't believe that personally. <laughs> um, and you know, so that was a little bit crazy to me. Um, I don't, I know you think Brian Dable is safe. Um, I'm, I'm not so sure about that dude. I mean this, this GM for the giants, Joe Shane, is a little mysterious. Like, you don't know too much about him. You kind of don't really know how he operates. Um, he's he's playing with Daniel Jones, who even though they gave him an extension, was kind of forced because they made the playoffs. Um, he's going to do something drastic, I think, in, in this offseason. Here's the thing, though. Like, what I, about I, I the what about the Maras, of, though? I don't yeah. think Mara wants to go. This would be his third coach in six years. Um, I think I think you make a point with the mysteriousness, and it seems the second half moves did but have done better, and the season hasn't turned into a complete disaster like it was on track to be. And give credit to the Tommy Cullis distraction for that. And I do think it was the right move to start Tyrod this week. Um, yeah, no, I, I did. But, too. But I see where you're going. I just don't think from above Mero would allow that. I think he wants to I, give Dave. I don't another think chance. that either. I don't. 
but I'm just saying something something drastic is going to happen with the Giants. Like they are, this GM has been way too quiet the last two years. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of, I've never quite in New York seen an. I don't know if this is just me personally. I've never seen a GM who quite frankly operates this under under the table and with as much. Like you just don't know anything about Shane, kind of the way he operates the last two years. It's it's very difficult. You're really to really good at him. it. It's it's very difficult to really get a read on him, like mm-hmm. his tendencies or like I, I'm telling you, dude, he's gonna do something drastic. I don't know if he's gonna move up to take like Caleb with a, as a quarterback or. Personally, or, uh, I want Michael Penix Jr. And I, I don't know. I think, but he's either getting that quarterback or he's getting Marvin Harrison Jr. Because he's had enough. I could tell. There's frustration with the offense. I think they're going to get rid of Kafka. Oh, I think much. they may get rid of Kafka and Wink Martindale, which would be I, – I don't think that would be the right move. But that being said, I would not be shocked if they have two new coordinators next year. So I hope they would – Something big is going to happen in giant land. I would hope that Martindale is the one to, to pick if you have to sacrifice one. Kafka hasn't done a good job this year as a whole. And, um, I mean, I don't want to say last year you got lucky. I don't because every year there's every year in the NFL there's like a surprise team that makes the playoffs and I think yeah, last like, year it was the Giants this yeah, year the, we're looking at the Colts or the, or the Texans so every yeah, year. Browns so too like, could be argued yeah, so for it's that like, I guess the team. team that that this this year was kind of closer to where they of where they're more like in my opinion where I think a make more, or break type of they're, they're, for the they're, franchise. they were more or less like a five hundred around five hundred like. Could, should they have been a little bit better than this year? One hundred percent. What are they? Five and eleven now. Yes, the yeah, they, they, uh, over under this year was probably six. around around this year should probably be about about seven and nine or eight and eight. That's that's what they're more or less close to. Not, not yeah. five and eleven. I think the over under was seven. Which yeah, they're they're, they're around that level. Um, mm-hmm. but I mean, they are going to they're going to do something big. So just just be on the lookout for that. We trust that. We definitely trust that. Um, and, and like, I, I, one hundred percent. Like, I don't know about the coach. I mean, I, I, I like Dable. I feel like he's he's pretty decent as their coach. I, I genuinely do like him. Um, and I think I try. If I were a Giants fan, I trust him and Shane more than I would Douglas and Salah. That's one thousand percent. This coach like, keeps I, them motivated I, at least and shows but, some I mean, emotion. That being said, that being said, just watch for a big move. Like, I'm just you know. Well, Hayden, you know I would look. I would like that. And as we're just waiting for some gl- moments of glory in this town, um, we'll see if any of these teams will snap out of it and uh, make those changes. So, why don't we talk about here? We'll put this in a bit. In these three matchups in a like in a package right here. The AFC South. So at this moment, right, the AFC South. Excuse me. Right now, the Jaguars are leading the division. They are in the hunt. The Colts are in the hunt as well. They're right at the seventh seed. Right on the bubble are the Houston Texans, and all three teams are nine and seven. So let's talk about their three games right now. Um, We have the Jacksonville Jaguars. They defeated the Carolina Panthers by a score of 26-0. to ETN was running. The defense was not allowing anything to go through for the Colts, for the Panthers. They got they were playing so well that David Tepper, the owner, was throwing stuff and he got charged three thousand dollars for that. That's that that Jabroni is a he's <laughs> Exactly. We could go all day with there. We'll talk, we'll talk all day with him, but yeah. 
but Jaguars get that big divisional win and are currently leading the division at this moment. We the Colts and the Raiders play a close game with Gardner Minshew. Another another quarterback, the Jet. Well, no, maybe they just could have gotten in the offseason. But anyways, uh, Joe Flacco, um, Gardner Minshew, Brissett, any of these quarterbacks they could have had that would have been better. But exactly. But him and Jonathan Taylor played a hell of a game against a scrappy Raiders t- defense who did push them to the edge. But ultimately, the Colts edge out and get the victory and stay in the playoffs at this moment. And then the Texans with the returning C.J. Stroud and returning Nico Collins take care of the Titans. They win 26 to three. The uh, offense, the rushing attack was going insane. Um, C.J. Stroud looking back to normal. The defense only allowing three points, no touchdowns. Now, unfortunately, they are on the bubble or not in at this moment. So they are going to need either Jacksonville and the Colts to lose. Um, I don't have their matchups at this moment. Uh, let me just the run Texans? through no, the, the Texans. The Texans beat the Colts. They're in. It's a. Uh... It's it's the Colts the Colts Texans is, is a win in game for the playoffs. One of the they're either going to make the playoffs as a wild card, but they're guaranteed a spot if they win. If if the Jaguars lose, then that's for the division. Excellent. Jacksonville but, will play Tennessee at five and a half point favorites. Colts will play the and Colts and Texans will play it. So yeah, winning you're in on Saturday yeah, the, night. The Colts. The Colts and Texans, they flex to a Saturday night, which is the right thing to do because you, you win that game and you, you're assured of a playoff spot. Yes, and Houston is your one-and-a-half-point favorite at this moment. So, Hayden, regarding these three teams right now, who do you see winning the AFC South? Um, it's, it's a tough thing to say. Of all those three teams right now, um, I mean, this is – this is a going to be a controversial statement that people aren't going to like. Um, I personally think the the winner of the Colts-Texans game, I think both those teams are better than the Jaguars. I actually do. Um, I think I think the Jaguars will beat Tennessee if I had to if I had to go on a hunch. So I think the Jaguars will win the division, but I don't think they're a better team than, than the Colts or the Texans. Mm-hmm. I don't. Um, the best team in that division, if I had to go, I actually would, would probably say is the Indianapolis Colts. I think mm-hmm. they have the, the most on offense right now with Pittman. Uh, they got two two pretty good running backs, um, Jonathan Taylor. I mean, Zach Moss. I, I want to say Zach Moss is hurt, but Jonathan Taylor has been able to cover the load. Yeah, Zach Moss is on the injury report right now. I mean, uh, um, I mean, Jonathan Taylor has been great, um, and I honestly I just can't imagine how how good they're going to be once they get Anthony Richardson back. Like they're going to be a really uh, a good team. Um, do I think they need some more pieces at receivers? Absolutely. Um, outside of Pittman, I'm not really a huge fan of the rest of their receivers. I mean, Alex Pierce has been pretty good. I actually drafted him behind fantasy football last year. I thought it, I thought it was going to be a really really good. He's been a little bit disappointing. Um, and I think they I, I think they need a little bit more offensively. If if I'm just I do. But that being said, I think they're really, really well coached. And I think they've they've arguably been playing the best football out of all three of those teams. The the Colts and the Colts and the uh between the Colts and Texans and Jags. Um the Jaguars are beat up right now. Um I think that I think Trevor Lawrence isn't really the same quarterback. Um I mean I, I I'd be surprised if they lost to Tennessee. Not not surprised because it's the NFL. Um, but I mean they're they're going to win the division because I think they're going to beat the Titans. So that let me make that clear. With Ryan um, Tannehill, I, I think the Jaguars the are, are his career. I think the Jaguars are the first are a first round exit if they make it. Like I just, I, I just don't think they're that good. 
Um, I think I think the winner of the Colts Texans will have a better chance of winning a playoff game than Jaguars will. Yeah, to add to your Jacksonville point, holes on defense. Trevor Lawrence has had somewhat of a down year. It's just, um, I mean, I don't know. There's just something about Jacksonville. I, I'm really not a huge fan of them, but I um, and I I picked them to be the one seed, which was funny because I thought they had a really easy schedule this year. I didn't think. I'm I'm honestly shocked how how good the AFC South's been. I thought that division was going to be crap this year. I mean, the fact that there could legitimately be three three playoff teams contending is I, I'm shocked by that. That was a huge surprise to me, if I'm being completely honest. But Don't we I did enjoy not big expect surprises. the Colts or, or Texans to be this good. So, I mean, but credit to those teams. I mean, you, they've they've done a heck of a job. Those those two coaches, Steichen and uh, is that how you pronounce his last name by the way? Or yeah, the Colts, Shane Steichen. The Colts, the Colts head coach, and the uh, D'Amico Ryan's have been have been phenomenal. Yep. Like they've they've just done a tremendous job. And C.J. Stroud should be. At one point, people were talking C.J. Stroud as the MVP. <laughs> um, that that uh, that talk kind of dissipated a little bit when when he got hurt a little bit and didn't and didn't play and didn't play well versus the Jets. But I mean, the guy well, at least an AFC rookie. The, the guy year. has thirty eight hundred yards as as a rookie quarterback with twenty. He's going to throw for over four thousand yards um, as a rookie quarterback. Has been tremendous, and you got to be. <laughs> thrilled yeah I, I i'm not i think the colts will kind of come back to normal next year i think they're a little bit like the giants this year where i think people kind of had them under the radar got something to grow, but credit really, to credit to Gardner credit to Minshew, though and without I think, anthony I think, richardson i think they're more they're more or less closer to a 500 team that next year they're going to fade off next year that's what i think will happen because every year like i said people are always surprised by one a couple of teams and the Colts have been that team. So, I mean, they're, they're similar to last year's Giants. They, they could even win a playoff game. Wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't that be fun? Now we have here the NFC South, so why don't we bunch them together as well? First with the Saints and Bucks playing a very crucial divisional game. It was the Saints actually coming out on top. The Bucks had the chance to secure the division, but they come up short with a 23 to 13 loss. And I think it was more of a defensive uh, failure there. But if the Bucks win do win this week and they will secure the division if they win this week and the Saints um on the bubble at the moment trying to sneak in if um the Packers lose and they win and get some help there. But um and for the Falcons themselves losing 37-17 in a crucial game themselves pretty much knocks them out of the playoffs. They currently have a 10% playoff probability, but I don't expect to see them there. Bijan Robinson barely used. We know the um, Falcons don't even know they have a quarterback, and um, they just need a lot of help. And um, even with the victory, with Carolina getting shut out, they secure the number one overall pick. Reckon it belongs to Carolina, but... They made that Chicago. deal for DJ Moore. So, um, it belongs to Chicago. You mean pretty f- cool stuff here. But regarding the NFC South, you think the Bucks should easily secure the win if they can, um, go on and, um, let me confirm who they play this upcoming they week. Play, they play know. the Panthers. Bucks play the Panthers. So the chances are very good, I think is fair to say. Tampa is opening. I mean, minus the chances, five, the, the, the chances are very good. That being said, it's the NFL. I actually, I actually think that. I mean, outside of last week when they they got hammered the, the Panthers, I actually think they've shown a little bit of fight. 
Um, and I think they play they play their divisional opponents pretty well. So I don't think that's going to be such an easy game for Tampa Bay. <laughs> like, don't be surprised if something crazy happens there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that being said, if if you're Todd Bowles and, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you, you, you should win that game. Like, you should. There's no reason why you shouldn't win that game. I, I think... Is Tampa is Tampa at home for that game? I think I want to say they're playing home. Tampa's but on the road. Oh, Tampa's on the Carolina. road. Okay. I mean, in a stadium that's going to be half empty, and like Maybe you, you lose that game, you lose that game to not win. That changes are going to come. Like they're they're probably going to get rid. Of it. Um, there's 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 no ex- there, there literally shouldn't be any excuses why why they don't win that game, personally, but um. And another Jets connection with Todd Bowles giving. I mean, some but I mean, credit to Todd Bowles for keeping them in the NFC South. Um, you know, credit to him. You know, for for um, keeping the the Bucks together with Baker Mayfield. I mean, you could have back to back NFC title games, even if and not NFC South division division titles if you win. Um, so I mean, you know, give. Give him some type of credit, but I mean, like I said, if you if you lose, um, you lose to the Panthers. Change has got to come. <laughs> but you think you think there's a, you you expect the Bucks to represent the NFC South? Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I that game, but I think it's going to be a closer game than people think because because Carolina does play divisional opponents pretty tough. Um, I mean that besides the Jacksonville game, they haven't really been blown out in too many games. Um, I mean, they the offense has been a little bit better recently. I mean, but they're it they have they have so many problems that go beyond just the football field. No, no doubt about I mean, that. They have they have an owner who's. <laughs> I mean, he's he's make he's making Woody look impressive, which is corrupt, which which, which is tough to do. So. <laughs> And anything with New Orleans, they play the Falcons this upcoming week, opening at three. I mean, there's, there's nothing to really say about New Orleans. I mean, I, I think New Orleans has been a disappointment. They should have won the NFC South this year by their roster. I think they have the best roster out of all the four of those teams. I mean, Dennis Allen shouldn't be coming back, but he is. Um, I mean, you win they, this week, you get, you get to nine and eight. Um, you need the Bucks still to lose could make the, the playoffs they, to lose, and you need some help there. It'd be interesting um, if they could sneak in for a team. You did think that you you thought would be a surprise team early. I thought they would make the. I actually thought they were going to make represent the NFC, the NFC in the Super Bowl. So I was, you know, that was ridiculous by me. Maybe a little ridiculous, but it's fine. It's fine. You, 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 you went. You hit some. You hit some. You miss some. But I mean, I think this is more just like the other teams in the division. Like Tampa Bay should win this game. It, like I said, if they don't win, heads are going to fly. <laughs> All right. Good. Good. Good analysis there. So why don't we now? Not too much left to go, but the Chiefs and the Bengals. The Chiefs win the division. They win at home, but that wasn't as much of a convincing victory. Um, no offensive touchdowns. It was all on the kickers, and Bunker got him their points. And um, Kansas City, again, the same story every week. Receivers are inept. Um, Travis Kelsey has been has disappeared these last few weeks. Mahomes is losing his mind. You know, they are able to wound the heel a little bit with this victory. But Kansas City, um, no doubt the most disappointing season in the Patrick Mahomes era. And when you see Patrick Mahomes play his first wild card game, and there's a good chance he will play on the road in the postseason for the first time, there is no way you can expect them to get in a divisional round, right? 
Um, I, division round. I mean, they're gonna be hard pressed to even get past the wild card rounds. If, I, if I'm being honest, yeah, with you. I'm saying that. Would be I surprised mean, the way this team has played. Um, their defense is good, but I mean, there is I mean, no hope I, on the offensive the, the, side. The, I I don't want to say there's no. I mean, when you have a defense like that, they have a really good defense. This is the best defense Mahomes has had in his in his uh, career. Actually, I would say he's had a really good defense. Ironically, which is funny. Um, but I mean, listen, they're holding teams to. You know, under under thirty points every game, so they're, they're going to be in every game with Mahomes. Like, there's no reason why they, there's no reason why they can't like get make a deep playoff run. But there's no reason why, in my opinion, they really can with this offense. So there, there's no real reason to, to be optimistic. Besides the fact you do have a really good defense, and and I think their defense travels, and 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 and, and they're they're used to playing in cold weather. So I think there there's some factors around their side. Um, I mean, what they're going to get the? I want to say that they're they're either going to get the three or the four seed, correct? If they because they have the division clinch. The Chiefs, yes, that's right, three or four. So I mean, like, I mean, if 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 you're if you're going to be the three, and like, let's say you have to play, you're going to have to play a team in the wild card, right? So like, I want to say the winner of the Colts and Texans is going to get the seven, and and then you're either going to play like. Miami or Miami or or um Cleveland. So I mean those are mm-hmm. those are two really tough teams. So I mean I don't know. I, I think I think they're gonna have the advantage of playing in in Kansas City at, at the first game. I think that's gonna help them. Um because they're they they clinch their division. Um that being said, are they a better team than any of these teams in the playoffs outside of maybe the only team I honestly think they're a little bit better than would probably be the winner of the AFC South. I think they're a little bit better than that team. Um but outside of that, are are they better than Buffalo? Are they better than Cleveland, Miami, Baltimore? No. No, I don't. Um a lot of my other questions will be better suited for later on in the postseason, so we'll save it for them regarding Kansas City. But um, I don't. My problem with Kansas City is I don't think they have that game breaker that can really um, make a ton of plays in, in a game where you need a guy to make a big catch or something. I, I, I just yeah, don't I think this. maybe Rasheed Rice got potential. I mean, to, to be, be honest with you, though, they didn't been... have anyone. They didn't have anyone really last year. So I mean, listen, if there's one guy I'm going to trust, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes. He's Probably the greatest quarterback. I I think through six seven years, he's the greatest quarterback since Brady. I, I'm just gonna say it. I don't think you're wrong in that one. You but, make yeah. a compelling point. But Kelsey was a big factor in the postseason last year, and he's for whatever reason, and you know, take away the pop culture jokes he's involved in. He's had a slow season himself, especially in the last in the last month. You can only you really need him to be the um deciding factor if he if the Chiefs have any hope to make some kind of run. You need him to play well. And I think he's been under fifty receiving yards at three straight games. And um yeah, I, I can make the easy Taylor Swift jokes, but that's that's a low hanging fruit right there. So, no need. But we'll see what they could do against LA, and I think it'll be really fun to talk about who they play in the wild card next week. So the Steelers and the Seahawks did play each other, and the Steelers made a great push to give their playoff hopes alive. They will need some help to get in there, but uh, Mason Rudolph leads Pittsburgh to victory and a very tough loss for the Seahawks. And with the Rams winning and with the Rams winning, they make their playoffs hopes they their playoff hopes are slim. 
But um, what did you get out of this? these two teams right now at this point? Both are on the cusp of getting into the playoffs. I they mean, need a Seattle, lot of help. They need to win Seattle, and have a lot of help. Seattle, like last year, last year they needed Green Bay to lose and they needed to win to make the playoffs. So, like, they're going to have the same situation this year. All right? Um, like I said, I mean, for, if you're Seattle, you got to take care of Arizona first and foremost, who's, who's been playing with Kyler Murray, who, quite frankly, has been – you know, really, really good. Um, so, I mean, that they, they they could lose that game first and foremost. Um, you know, so that's going to be interesting. Um, and in this last game, like you still got, you know, this is this is the Justin Fields legacy game. All right, um, <laughs> for for uh, Justin Fields, who so we're going to talk about a little little bit. I I imagine we'll talk about him a, a little bit. Um, so I I think they're personally. I think they're going to go into to Green Bay or whoever. I think I want to say they are they playing the Packers at home. I just got to get the schedule. Um, they're playing Green Bay at Green Bay. Um, I think it would be a travesty if Green Bay lost again. But that being said, this is a Justin Fields legacy game, and like they're playing Green Bay on the road. Like I, I think I think Chicago could legitimately win. So hey, I would not. They have surprised. a win in their end scenario. I would not be. Surprise! Chicago actually could make it. So, okay. So, so there's there's no, a the lot. Pack, of, the Packers have a win in yeah, Packers have a win in it's, in, yeah. Like Packers, it's simple. Um, but that being said, like, don't be shocked if if uh, if um, Chicago gets the victory. Yeah, if Chicago gets the victory. And like, I, don't because I think Justin Fields has been playing awesome. I think he wants to be the quarterback next year. Um. You know, so I mean, credit to the credit to the Chicago Bears for for keeping their uh, playoff hopes alive. Um, they're eliminated right now, which is kind of sad. But I mean, just I mean, credit to them. Like I, I, hey, they I, could I have folded. I would not be surprised if they beat Green Bay. Um, that being said, from Green Bay, um, I think Jordan Love's played awesome. Yeah, four um, touchdowns against the Vikings has, this past I, week. Got, I think he's got one of the biggest times in the NFL in terms of just throwing a deep ball. I think he throws one of the best deep balls in the league, which is pretty impressive. Um, but, you know, this is not not going to be an easy game for them versus Chicago because Justin Fields is playing for his legacy. He's playing to stay the quarterback for Chicago, so he's got a hell of a lot to play for. Um, I think they want to play for Justin Fields. Um, the players love him. Um, the team loves him. And this is a guy who... Like Detroit last year, <laughs> remember when Detroit beat Aaron Rodgers to send him off this last game in Green Bay when they had nothing That's to play right. for, but they still came in and beat him. Um, this could be a very, very similar situation to that where Chicago goes out with a win in Green Bay, having nothing to play for, and then the next year ends up winning the NFC North. So just be on the watch out for that. You heard um, it here first. Justin Fields' legacy game proclaimed by the great Hayden Nadler. Yeah, and I mean – and like I said, I, I wouldn't. Ask, I don't even know if I trust Seattle versus versus. Um, I don't know if I necessarily even trust Seattle versus Arizona. I don't. So let's say those two team lose with the winner of the. So with the winner of the um, Saints, the Saints uh, Falcons game Falcon make the playoffs as the wild card. Yes, the Saints have that um, have that edge at this moment. The Saints okay, would so, get in. So the Saints then, would get in if those two teams lost and they won. Exactly. Yeah, they, I would not let the knife see. Listen, that's, you, that you need Seattle to lose too. That wouldn't be shocking because these are two quarterbacks playing. These are two quarterbacks with nothing but something to play for for next year. So these quarterbacks are going to come out really wanting to play. Like Kyler Murray and Justin Fields, I would say, are two of the arguably most dangerous quarterbacks to 
two two of the most dangerous quarterbacks in the league because they're playing for for their jobs next year. That's I, am right. I wrong on that? Like, I, I mean, you know, like, no, yeah, no, really dangerous. So, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's you know, um, yeah, I mean, and also in terms of that game for the, I mean, we were just talking about the Steelers Seahawks game, so. Credit, credit Mike Tomlin, 17 straight seasons without a winning record. Um, very, very impressive. And Mason Rudolph has just made that offense lick. Um, he's been able to throw deep. Um, George Pickett's finally getting I, some love. I don't know. Something's going to happen there in Pittsburgh, too, because Kenny Pickett is revolting. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's not the franchise quarterback moving forward. He's not forward, the franchise guy, so they may be looking for a quarterback, maybe. Um, so Yeah, but credit, credit to the Steelers for staying alive, though. Definitely, they they have the, they're still in the. And you want to know who I like? Moment. I like Najee Harris a lot. He's a physical back. He's a bruiser. Guy grinds, and the Jets don't have that. That's that's what really pisses. That's why I think Miami is really in trouble in the playoffs because they don't have that guy like a Najee Harris who can really grind out yards and. You don't like think Raheem, Raheem Mostert or eight chains like that in terms of like no, not the necessarily. They're more speedsters. They're more okay. speedsters, which is which is which is good. I mean. Stink. They need to like Najee Harris can get you that two three yards, the tough yards. Like, I actually yeah, really I, like Harris. Yeah, he, he definitely had a slow start to the season. That's where the rise of James Warren came in. But um, ever since in the last few weeks, Najee Harris finally woke up and proved why he's that classic Alabama running back. Could um, oh yeah, hold on. what? No, nothing, nothing, nothing. I I I, I answered my own questions. Oh, I okay. Of, I was thinking of a scenario, but. Yep, and you know, with the Packers and Vikings, you pretty much said what you had to with them. Jordan Love with four touchdowns and... And, you know, the Vikings, are, the Vikings are just one of those teams that doesn't have a quarterback. It's as simple as that. Yeah. It's, I mean, they were they did well for a little bit, credit to them, but at the end of the day, when you have, you know, when you really don't have a quarterback, it's going to show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, with this, just two more matchups here than our picks. Denver and the Chargers played each other. This is the first time I'm talking to you since the news came out about Russell Wilson. They will be moving on from him in the offseason, despite going into this game having slim playoff ch- playoff hopes and um, were mathematically in the playoff run. They decided to start Jared's... It's Jared Stidham or Jarrett? Uh, Jarrett Stidham. Yeah, Jared I mean, Stidham. No, nobody's going to... Okay, but Stidham comes in and they lead the victory. They win 16-9. We know that the Chargers, they already fired their coach. They're looking ahead to next year as well. I'm just curious, what did you think about the whole Russell Wilson fiasco? I mean, it was it was legit criminal what they did to, just, to Russell Wilson because Russell Wilson actually played pretty good this year. Yeah. Like, his, his numbers were pretty good. So it's just they were – that organization ever since they won the – Ever since they won the championship, the Lombardi in 2015 has been almost as bad as the Jets in terms of quarterbacks, dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. They've been really bad on that organization. <laughs> and they at least um, switched owners. That's the one thing the Jets need. Yeah, no, they've 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 been bad. Um, but I mean, it's just terrible what they did. And like the problem is, is that you got you got two personalities that aren't good in in uh, in Denver that you, you paid so much like. Russell Wilson's not a bad guy. Like nobody, nobody will say Russell Wilson's a bad guy. Nobody will say he doesn't represent the league well. And when he's healthy and when he's balling, he's arguably a Hall of Fame quarterback. I like arguably, you could say that. Um, this 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 Denver stint really t- tarnishes his legacy of what should have been should have been a Hall of Fame career with with Seattle. Yeah. Do you think they, his they, playoff they're, chance? They're, is going, a- they're going to they're going to uh, retire his number in Seattle because they have to. He's one of the he's the best quarterback in franchise history. 
Yeah, he um, led them to their first ever Super Bowl. That 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 being said, um, you know, you have a personality in Denver where you have a player in Russell Wilson who not he's not a locker room guy. That's just not him. He's not a rah rah guy. He's not yeah, he's like goofy. a guy like Baker. Like he's just. He's a little in his own little world, which is there's nothing wrong with that. He's just not a guy that inspires. That's not who Russell Wilson is. Like, I'm gonna give you an example. Like Baker Mayfield's a guy. He's got the chip on his shoulder. Guys love him. Like Baker Mayfield's a little bit more of a locker room guy than than like even Josh Allen. Josh, Josh Allen, another guy who's like a locker room guy. Like there's certain guys who, who are great in the locker room because they got the chip on his shoulder. They got that goofy side. People want to play for him. They like it. Like, Russell Wilson just isn't that guy. And that's not to say he's not a great leader or a great quarterback, but, like, even her, you saw Richard Sherman and Marshawn Lynch. Russell Wilson kind of does his own thing. He needed his own office. So you get a, a quarterback like that, and then you get a, a coach who people arguably don't like playing for short part, and, like, <laughs> you could argue that too. So you have two personalities that are – it wasn't a good marriage from the start, like, if I'm if I'm just being totally honest. But yeah. You, you kind of had to pick one at this point. Yeah, yeah, it was. So we'll see how that goes. Um, figure Denver might draft the quarterback early too. Um, I mean, like I said, I, I think that was really wrong what they did to Russell Wilson. Um, I think it's just kind of a stain on the, the franchise. Because I actually think they've been better this year than they were. I mean, they're better this year. They were they a little bit more functional. But, like, it, it's it's sad what's happening in Denver. Um, LA, LA said, it, said it doesn't want to be cheap. It's going to go after Harbaugh or, or the enemy, they're going to pay a lot of money for a good coach, which is what they should do with Herbert, if you really believe that's the guy. So, I mean, but yeah, I mean, just terrible what went on in Denver. <laughs> what a cruel world, man. What a cruel world. The final thing to this game to discuss in the regular season, where the 49ers defeating the Commanders 27 to 10. 49ers bounce back after an embarrassing loss on Christmas. And they secure the top seed with a win over Washington. And Purdy seems back to normal, had a good game. And yeah, I mean, if you're the 49ers, you definitely will take this win. Um, the final game for Christian McCaffrey for the regular season, they're going to be precautions, precautious, even though he has a calf injury, sitting him down week 18, which I assume they will for the other, for the other matchups in this. And um, yeah, you know, Good for the 49ers. Commanders are thinking about next year as well. I mean, with the San Francisco 49ers, I'm not as high in the 49ers as other people. I'm just, I'm not. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I actually even think fully they, healthy with all those no, weapons. I, they I, have? I think, I think this is the year they actually they're going to lose early. I think I, that's that's surprising. That'd be to a me, huge sock. Is I it Purdy that you have concern of? I don't is know about it? Purdy. I just. I don't know. It's just there's something a little bit amiss about this year. I can't. I don't know what it is. Maybe I don't love their. What about Shanahan? Do you think he's a good coach? I love their. I like Shanahan. It's just he's he screwed up a lot. He's had a a lot of bad screws as a coordinator and head coach. I I don't really. I don't get the good feeling that I've had in the past with this team. Um, I actually think if there's a year that Dallas or or Detroit is going to get to the NFC title game and beat San Francisco, I think this is the year they do it. They're gonna get that first round by, so somebody has to go. I mean, they're them. gonna. I mean, who are they gonna play if they? If they, they're gonna play like the lowest seed, right? So like, yeah, it'd be easier to like figure the two out. Two seven week. matchup. The two seven matchup is gonna be like Dallas versus like, or let's say Dallas wins the division it would be like Dallas versus. Um, it's a Green Bay. They so they get that victory. 
I think I think that Dallas will win that game. Um, but I mean, who knows? I just I don't really see them. I don't really see this is the year that the Four Nineers going to win it. I, I don't. All right, I, I could respect it. Like I said, I could be wrong, but that's just how I feel. No problem at all, Hayden. Why don't we now go through our picks for the, what week is this? For week 18 of the NFL season. One final time, Hayden, let us go through these picks. We usually pick a lock, a game of the week, and an upset. So why don't we start with your lock of the week, Hayden, in week uh, I'm just, 18. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just getting the matchups. So. No worries. I could, do the, I could do the lock then to start it off. You could, you so could I go with yours. I think your lock of this week, and there's plenty to write home and choose about, um, but I think the lock is going to be the New England Patriots, slight two-point favorites at home against the Jets in what is most likely Bill Belichick's final game as the head coach of the New England Patriots who led them to six Super Bowls. It would only be fitting at home to play the team he truly hates more than anything, and he will somehow unlock the true potential Bailey Zappi's had, and with those no-name receivers, they're going to run amok for a team, for a Jets team who seems to have given up on this season. Give me the easy two-point favorites in the New England Patriots. Um, I mean, I, the lock of the week for me is the Cowboys over the Commanders. That's that's my that's my lock. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's 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 a pretty obvious one in my opinion. Um, I guess we'll go to the uh, your upset next. Yes. Yeah, so my upset of the week to find the uh, I'm gonna go with some bias here. At home, give me the New York Giants as the five-point underdogs against the Philadelphia Eagles, a team that they played them very well at home, sorry, on the road, on the holiday in front of those insane fans. I would not be surprised if the Eagles wind up finishing the season 10-6 and with a Tarod Taylor leading them to victory over the Eagles. I wouldn't be surprised there. Give me the Giants upsetting the Eagles. Uh, I, I think ups- this is the only time I've actually picked them in our uh, My upset of the week is going to be the Bears over the Packers. All right. That's what I'm really excited for. Then I might even put some money on that. And so what do you think is going to be the – we said our game of the week. Oh, sorry. We did uh, our locks. What is going to be the game of the week? Um, I could go first on this one. Yeah, sure. Um, Even without Christian McCaffrey, I think um, – the Rams in San Francisco can play a tight game in the four o'clock window. I think the Rams want to um, get one more solid victory. If they could beat it over the number one seed in the NFC and uh, prove that they can show their legitimacy going into the playoffs and you need as much momentum as you can get going into that wild card round. I would not be surprised if these two battle it out and um, the Rams get the victory. Um, my game of the week is going to be the um, Texans Colts. Ooh, I like Texas Colts. Oh, hell yeah. Like you said, flex on Saturday night. Uh, get the great Joe Buck and uh, Troy Aikman on the call. And um, you see Indy. I assume you're going to go with Indy as the uh, one. I'm going to take Indianapolis. Yeah. But I mean, that being said, that, that should be a really good game. All right. I like it, Hayden. I like it. Well, 
That'll wrap up our regular season coverage for the National Football League. Next time we speak, we'll be talking about playoffs, Aiden. Playoffs. But thank you for getting us to this point. And I'm looking forward to covering the postseason with you and taking this amazing audience with ha- we have with us. Yeah, sounds good for sure. All right, Hayden. That's a great Hayden Nadler. And we'll see you next week as we cover the NFL postseason. We'll drop that on Wednesday. See ya. This is a very productive conversation. What a lovely experience as always. We are so thankful to have a normal, regular first show of 2024. If you remember last year, our first show of 2023 was the Damar Hamlin incident. And thank God that wound up working out. And we have Damar Hamlin here. And it's nice to do our first show 2024 in the opposite circumstances as last year. I just want to point that out. But I just wanted to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding the show across all social media platforms. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, X and Twitter at ProcomoPod, on TikTok at Productive Conversations, and Facebook at Productive Conversations. So we are back on Friday with a brand new tweet cap. And you know we have a lot of fun in store with that. So for the next month of January, by the way, we are going to do shows, at least for now, on Wednesdays and Fridays. That might change, but that is the plan for now in the month of January 2024. So with that, we are back on Friday with a brand new tweet cap, which will have us a lot of laughs, joy, um, profound moments, and a lot of other stuff in between. And yeah, keep on checking us out on our social media platforms for exclusive Productive Conversations content. And I just want to thank everybody involved who helped with the show today. I want to thank Alex DeJesus, a.k.a. Doloren, for what he does behind the scenes. And I want to thank you, the greatest fans and listeners in the world, for supporting us no matter what. 2024 has begun, so let's make the most of this upcoming year. So yeah, back on it on Friday. We react to the college football national championship next week and then we will start our coverage of the nfl postseason starting next week as well so a lot of good stuff ahead so let us enjoy it my name is matt brown i am the host of the productive conversations podcast don't forget to check it on your friends and family and i'll see you on friday with a brand new tweet cap all right i'll see you peace